Shalom to all. Today's office Baba Kamada Avdalid, and we are starting Gimel Amid Bays about three lines up from the bottom with the words Amr Av Yehuda. And today's office sponsor Lila Nishmas, Mars Mirim Sarbas, Riyakov Maisha, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantav, Rabbi Usher Anshul, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now the Gemara began a discussion regarding Mave of the Mishnah, and Rab said that Mave refers to a person who damages Adam Amazek, whereas Shmuel said it refers to Shane. And the Gemara asked in Shita Shmuel, but the Mishnah already mentions Shar, implying all the things to do with Shar, including Shane. So we're going to reread what we already read at the end of yesterday's daf, Amr Avihud Rav Yehuda explains, Tana Shar Lekarnu Mav Lashinai, that the Tana taught the word Shar, talking about only Karen, and the word Mav is regarding Shain. And Vachikamar, this is what the continuation of the Mishnah is, Leiria Karen Shain Hanal Azekai, Kiria Shain Shiesh Hanal Azekai, that Karen's different because the Shar has no Hanad, has no benefit when it damages, as opposed to Shain that the animal does have benefit when it damages because it's eating something. Daladam Ralph on top, and Valeria Shain Shain Kamanosal Hazik, Kiria Karen Shakamanosal Hazik. And Shain is different because it doesn't have any Kavana to damage, it just wants to eat something, as opposed to Karen that it does have intention to damage. And that's why we have to have both of these in the Mishnah and we can't learn one from the other. The Gemara asks, really, we can? Shane that it has no kavana to damage, one would be chayev for. Karen that it does have intention to damage, for sure the owner would be chayev for that. So the answer is, it's still necessary to have both of them. I would have thought, that kavana is just like an evid and ama, a non-Jewish servant or maidservant of a person. Even though they have kavana to damage, even so, their masters are putter for their damages. I would say over here there's no difference that even though the shar has kavanah to damage, the master will still be putter. And that's what Mesh has to say that even though it's kavanah to lahazik, the owner of the shar is chayav to pay. However, Amr Vashavashi says, Isn't there a great reason by Evan and Amma why the master is not chayav in their damage? Perhaps his master is going to get him upset. And then this Evan is going to go and light his friend's pile on fire. And then the Evan is going to be chayav his master 100 mana every single day. So that's the reason why a master is not chayev for his evid's damages. Because the evid has das, and if he wants to get back at his master, he could just create a massive amount of damage, and that would bring a huge loss to his master. But that's far obviously doesn't apply to a shar. So it's not a good question. The Gemara says, right, el hachi, and perhaps the proper gear says, el hachi, explain as follows, that this is really what the Mishnah is telling us. Karen is different than Shane, because Karen, the animal, has kavanah to damage, whereas Shane does not have kavanah to damage. That's why we need Karen. And Shane is different than Karen because with the damage of Shane, the animal has benefit in that. As opposed to Karen, the animal doesn't have any benefit from that. So that's why we also need the word Shane. When the market continues asking Shita Shmuel for Regel, my Shire, what about the damage of Regel? The Mishnah left it out. We know that there's Karen, Shane, and Regel. So why, according to Shmuel, is the Mishnah leaving out the word Regel? The Gemara answer is no. When the Mishnah ends off by saying, that's the last line in the Mishnah, that's including the damage of Regel. Ask the Gemara, well, it's not a bad yo. Why not teach it with Farosh? The Gemara answers, you're right. Ella Marava, Rav explains differently. Though when the Mishnah taught the word Shar, that's referring to the damage of Regel, and when it says Maved, that means Shane. Belchikamar, this is what the Mishnah is saying in the continuation. Regel is not like Shane, because Regel is a commonplace damage as the animal walks, it damages, and that's not like Shane, which is not a commonplace damage. And Shane is different than Regel, because when the animal damages with Shane, it gets benefit, as opposed to Regel, when it damages with his Regel, it doesn't get Hana, and that's why we have to have both of them listed in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara asks the same question, just in regards to Karen. The Karen Mai, what about Karen? Shire, the Mishnah left it out. So Mishnah says, no, Karen. When the Mishnah concludes by saying this line, that's including the damage of Karen. Ask the Gemara, why did the Mishnah say Beferosh? The Gemara answers, Mishnah is only talking about damages where the animal is automatically considered a Muad from the offset. And it's not talking about damages where the animal is first considered a Tam and only later considered a Muad, which is only by the damage of Karen, as we explained two Daf ago. That's how Shmuel understands the Mishnah. 
Mishnah. Now the Gemara is asking Shmuel, my time Karav. Why doesn't Shmuel say like Rav? Why doesn't he just say Mave is Adam? So I'm going to answer you, Isak Datech Adam. If you want to say the Mave is Adam, Haktani Seifa. The Seifa says this already. What's the Seifa? This is referring to the Mishnah on Tesla Vamud Beis, Shara Muad, Vashara Mazik, Vashosa Nizik, Veha Adam. So Mishnah over there already mentions that Adam is a Mazik, so we don't need to mention that over here. The Gemara says, okay, Velisni Bresha. Why not mention in the Resha? Meaning, why not mention in the first Mishnah? The Gemara answers, Meniske Mamad Kamari, Meniske Gufa Lai Kamari. Our Mishnah is only talking about damages caused by a person's money, something that he owns, and it's not talking about damages caused by a person's body himself. So you can ask Rav Nami, what about Rav? Hakdani Adam is Seifa. It already says Adam in the Seifa in that Mishnah Tesla Valma Beis. Why does I have to say Adam over here? So I'm like, Rav, Rav would answer you, The only reason why the Mishnah mentions Adam over there is because it's mentioning it among all the other things that are considered Muad. And it lists five different things that are Muad, so it lists Adam as well, but the main focus of Adam is over here. So now we go on to explain the next part of the Mishnah according to Rav. So according to Rav, how do we understand when the Mishnah says, this one's not like that one, and that one's not like this one. So we answer, this is what the Mishnah is saying. Shar is different than Adam because Shar pays Kaifer, and a person does not pay Kaifer. And Kaifer is when a Shar Muad kills a person, the owner is Chayev Kaifer, which is redemption payment in lieu of the owner himself getting killed. Whereas if a person kills a person, he's either Chayev Galus or Misa, but not Kaifer. So that's the difference between Shar and Adam. And Valeria Adam, Shachayev Arba Dvarim, Kriya Shar, Shein Barba Dvarim. In Adam Amazik, a person who damages is different than a Shar Amazik because a person is Chayev in four things. As we explained, the introduction to the Masechta really is Chayev five things, Nezek Tsar, Repo, Shevis, and Baishas. However, since we're already discussing Nezek, we only mention four things, namely when a person damages, he's Chayev in four things that a Shar is not Chayev in. So that's why I also mentioned Adam in our Mishnah. Now we continue explaining the Mishnah, which had said, Hatzad HaShavashabahen. The common denominator between them is Shadar Kalahazik. It's normal for them to damage. Ask Gmar, Shadar Kalahazik. Is it normal for a Shar to damage? It's not normal for it to go about damaging. The Gmar answer is Bamuad. No, we're talking about a Shar that's a Muad. Ask Gmar, Bamuad, Dark Kalahazik. A Muad, it's normal for it to damage. That doesn't make it normal for it to damage. Maybe damage too many times. That doesn't mean that it's the nature of the Shar to damage. So Gmar says, no. Kimin the Yayid, once a Shar became a Muad ready, Urchehu, it's considered like it's the norm for the Shar. The Gmar continues asking, Adam Dark Kalahazik. It's normal for a person to damage. People don't just go around damaging. The Gemara says, no, but Yashin, we're talking about when a person's sleeping. So we ask, Yashin Dark Lahazik, it's normal for a person to damage when he's sleeping? That's also not normal. The answer is, no, Kim the Chayef, Upashit, Urchehu, since a person bends and he stretches himself out, he's always kicking his feet and moving here and there, shifting this way and that way when he's sleeping. And if there's Kalim near him, he's going to break them. So that's considered normal for a person. Now we ask on the next stage of the Mishnah, we had said the common denominator is Ushmiras Alecha, and you have to guard it. But how does that make sense? Adam Shmiras Gufai Alavhu, a person has to guard himself, and that doesn't fit with the words Ushmiras Alecha. It's Shmira is upon you. That's mashma that a person has to watch something outside of himself. So Gemara says that's not a valid question because Ultamech, according to you, Hadetani Karna, we have a brass of a Feirush that Karna told us, Arba Avas Nizikin, therefore Avas Nizikin, Adam Echemehen, and he says Befeirush that Adam is one of them. So Shmuel would have to answer that brass as well, not just Rav, because Shmuel can't argue with Karna's brass. How would he explain that? Adam Shmiras Gufai Olavhu, a person has to watch his own body, and again, the Lashon of Shmiras and Olecha doesn't fit with that. So how would Shmuel answer that? It's like what Rav told the one who taught him this Brysa, Tani, you should really teach when you say over this Brysa, Adam Shmiras Gufai Olav, that a person, he has to guard his own body. In other words, Rav corrected the person who taught him this Brysa, that when you teach it, even though you're using the words, Ushmiras on Alecha, Mashma, you have to watch something outside yourself, you just have to explain that when you're talking about Adam, you should say, Ushmiras Gufai Olav. And that's why Shmuel would answer it, So to over here, Tani, we should teach as well, Adam Shmiras Gufai Olav. So therefore, the Mishnah fits with Rav as well. Now the Gemara gives another suggestion of what Mavet could be. Maskal Rav Mari, Rav Mari asks, Maybe Mavet is Mayim. Kedach Seva says in the Pasuk, Kikadayach Eish Hamasim, like fire burns meltables, Mayim Teve Eish, water bubbles fire. So he sees Lashon of Teve or Mavet when it comes to Mayim. So we answer that doesn't work. Miksev Mayim Nivu, does it say that water 
bubbles fire? Teva esh ksev. The wording used is teva esh, which is mashma that the fire bubbles the water, not the other way around. So we can't say the word teva is going on the word mayim. We continue with another suggestion of what mava might be. Maskal or zvid, or zvid suggests ve'im mava zel esh. Maybe mava is fire. Dechik ksev teva ba'esh u'dechsev because in this pasuk we just quoted, the word teva is connected to the word fire. So maybe mava is fire. As a gemara yachiv, that's so. My hamava ve'al hever. So what's the understanding of mava and hever in our mishnah? We explained the hever was fire. So what would mava be? And v'chitim, if you want to say perusha kamafarish, that the mishnah is simply explaining itself. It uses the word mave and then explains what's mave, hever, it's fire. Well, Yahweh, that's so, Arba, Shloishahavu. The Mishnah starts off saying there's four of us in Zikin. Well, there's not four, there's only three. And Rechitim, if you want to suggest, Tarno Shar the Isbe Tarti, that the Mishnah is teaching Shar that really has two different of us in it, which would be Regal and Shane. Well, Yahweh, that's so, Loiza Vizashish Ben Ruachayim, when the Mishnah says that Shar and Mave have a similarity that's different than Aish, because Shar and Mave have Ruachayim, well, that doesn't make sense because Aish, my Ruachayim Isbe. What type of Ruachayim is there in Aish? There's no Ruachayim in it. And Vasu, my Kareo Aish. The very next words of the Mishnah don't make sense. The Mishnah says that Shar and Mave are similar because they have Ruach Chaim, which we just said doesn't make sense. And then right after it says that it's not like Esh, it doesn't have Ruach Chaim. But if we're saying that Mave is Esh, then the whole thing doesn't work. And because of that, we do away with Rav Zvid's suggestion. Now moving on to a more expanded version of our Mishnah. Tani Rav Shai Rav Shai taught in Nebraisa, Shloish Asar Avaz Nizikin. There are 13 Avaz Nizikin. And we're not going to go into detail with each one of these. We're just going to give a very basic explanation. Shaymer Chinam, this is a person who watches something for free. Vahashayel, someone who borrows something. Naisa Sachar, a person who watches something for pay. Someone who rents something. These are different payments that a person has to make if he damages somebody else. And the four of our Mishnah, that's a total of 13. My time, Tani Hani. Why didn't our Tana teach these? So more answers. We understand according to Shmuel, our Mishnah is only talking about damages that something that he owns creates and not damages that he himself does, which is all these things that we just mentioned here. El Rav, what about Rav Lisni? Why isn't taught? So more answers. Rav does include all these in our Mishnah by saying that Mav is Adam, so we're mentioning Adam and any other damages that Adam creates. As we're finally, Rabbi Nami, Rabbi as well. Adam. Our Mishnah says Adam, so why does he have to list all these damages? So our answer is Avni Adam. There's two different types of Adam Hamazik. Tana Adam da Azik Adam, Tana Adam da Azik Shar. He lists different types of damages when a person damages another person, and there's a different category of damages when a person damages a Shar. As we're that's so Shar Nami, Listni Avni Shar. Why don't we also mention two different types of Shar damages? Listni Shar da Azik Shar, Listni Shar da Azik Adam. Why not mention different types of damages when a shar damages a shar and when a shar damages a person? So our answer is hi my Fishlam it makes sense to say Adam the Azak Shar, Nazakudumishalim, that when a person damages a shar, he pays only Nezek, the damages that he did. Whereas Adam the Azak Adam, if a person damages another person, Mishalam Bardvarim, so he's gonna add on another four things, as we said, Sari Pushavs and Bashas. Al Shar, Mali Shar Dazak Shar, Mali Shar Dazak Adam. We're dealing with a shar damaging, what does it make a difference if he damages a shar or a person? He only pays Nezek and he doesn't pay any other payment. So there aren't two categories of shar. But we continue asking Rabbi Shai, what about all these different types of shaymrim? That's considered like a person damaging a shar. In other words, he only has to pay for nezek and he doesn't have to pay for the other four things. Ukutani, and that's taught in the Brisa. So our answer is Tani Ezekiel to be a daim, Ukutani Ezekiel to be a Rabbi Shai splits up Adam Amazik into two further categories. One is when he's damaging with his own hands, for example, when he strikes another person. So that's Hezek be a And one is Hezek to be a a Hezek that's caused by itself, if you will. For example, if something is 
entrusted into his care and he misuses it or he steals it or something like that, that is considered Adama Mazik, but that's considered Mimela, and that's why Rishai lists it as a separate category. Now the more continues with another similar Brisa. Tani Rivchia, Rivchia taught, is Nizikin. There's 24 main categories of Nizikin. And what are those? Tashlume Kefel. Sometimes a person's going to have to pay double. Tashlume Abba Chamisha. Sometimes a person's going to have to pay four or five. Vagan Vagazlan, two different types of thieves. Vaidim Zaymin, which we're going to explain later. Vahainas Vamafatu, Mati Shemra. These are all different types of payments a person's going to have to make in regards to a woman. That's either if he violates her or he seduces her or he claims that his wife that he married wasn't a virgin. Vamatame, if a person's Matame Truma, he has to pay the Kayan. Vamadamea, if a person mixes Truma into Hulin and he ruins it, he has to pay for that. Vamanasech, someone who mixes his friend's wine for Avadi Zara, so now it's not allowed to be used. Ani Tlesar, and the 13 of Rabbi Shaya, that's a total of 24. Ask the Gemara, okay, Rabbi Shaya, my time, like Hani. Why doesn't Rabbi Shaya teach these extra ones or Rabbi teaches? So answer, we're only talking about a mominous type of payment and not Kanas. Kanas is a penalty. The fact that a person has to pay a penalty doesn't fall under classic mominous. If I break your pen worth five shekel, so that's mominous. I have to pay you five shekel. But if I jaywalk and I have to pay a fine, that's not considered mominous. It's a Kanas. It's not like I damaged anything. So Rabbi Shaya is not talking about a Kanas payment, and these fall under Kanas payments. Ask the how is that so? What about when a Ghan of steals something? The fact that he has to pay for that, that's considered mominous. That's not Kanas. So why didn't Rabbi Shaya teach it? So the answer is, He says the two of the categories are a person who's watching something for free and he decides to steal that item, or a borrower and he decides to steal it. So that includes Ghan of Now we flip this back onto Rabbi What about Rabbi as well? Rabbi also teaches Shemrachina and Shail. So why does he feel the need to teach Ghan of as a separate category? The more answer is, Rabbi is teaching two different types of mominus. One's a type of mominus that came to a person beheter. That's when he was a shemrachinim or a shayl, and then he decided to steal it. And a totally different category of stealing is when it came to his hand beiser. That's a proper ganav and goslin that goes to a person's item and takes it for himself. The Gemara continues asking questions. Hey, Alpha on the top. Edim zayimin, demaminu who listeni. What about Edim zayimin? That's considered mominus. Why didn't Rabbi Shai teach that? So let's just pause for a moment and explain what Edim zayimin is. Two Edim come along and say that Ruvain borrowed money from Shimon on Monday under the tree, and two other Edim come along and say we're not arguing with you whether or not that happened. We're just saying that you can't possibly give Edus about that because on Monday you were with us in a totally different place, so you couldn't have witnessed that Alva. And the Pasuk says that we punish the Edim Zaymin with the same thing they want to get the other person punished with, as they want to falsely be somebody else's money, so we're gonna be them to pay that money. And the Gemara is asking, that's considered mominous, why didn't Rabbi Shai teach it? The Gemara answers, Sarvala Kribakiva, Rabbi Shai holds like Kribakiva, the Amr holds, and Mishaman Alpi Atman, that Edim Zaymin don't pay based off of their own admission. For example, let's say they're proven to be Edim Zaymin one Bezdin, and before Bezdin Paskins, that they're Chayiv this Mama. They go to a different Bezdin and they say, You should know that we are found to be Adam Zayman in this first Bezdin. So they actually do not have to pay that payment, and that means it's really considered a Kanas payment and not a Mominous payment. As I'm going to hold on, Isav Rabbi Kiva, if you want to say that Rabbi Shaya holds like Rabbi Kiva, so listen to Gavani Shar. He should list two different categories of Shar. Listen to Shar the Azak Shar, listen to Shar the Azak Adam. Teach a Shar that damages a Shar, and teach a Shar that damages a person. And why would we say that? Did not. Rabbi Kiva, I mean, Rabbi Kiva says in Mishnah, that if a Shar Tam damages a person, the owner has to pay an Azak Shalim and not even though it's a shar tam. So again, if you're saying that Rabbi Shaya holds a Rabbi Kiva, so he should split up the damages of shar just like Rabbi Kiva does. The answer is no reason for that because a tav Rabbi Kiva lekzize literally this means Rabbi Kiva already broke his fist, which means he already qualified this din with another that shows that there's no reason to differentiate between these two different types of damages. What's this din? The tanya of a brayz Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Yachol, you might think that even when a tam damages a person, he should pay him an aliyah. We'll explain this in a moment. That's why the pasuk says, Ye light shall be done to him. And we learn from here. In other words, we see from the second member of Rabbi Kiva that when a shartam damages a person, although the owner will pay Nezak Shalem, so that's different than a classic shartam, there still is a limitation which makes it similar to when a shartam damages another shart. Because in a classic case of a shartam paying Chatzin Nezak, besides for this leniency, the owner 
also only has to pay based off of the value of his shar, which is called migufai. So for example, if a shar time worth 100, gorda shar worth 300, although the total amount to be paid is 150, since the shar itself is only worth 100, that's all that needs to be paid. And that's the same thing with a shar time that damages a person. Although Nazik Shalom needs to be paid, it's only paid migufai. So it isn't a full differentiation in between shar da'azik shar and shar da'azik adam. And that's why there's no reason for Rabbi Shai to mention two categories. We continue asking Rabbi Shai, what about all these payments? Then why who that's considered mominous? Listen, why didn't Rabbi Shai mention it? So our answer is Manav Shach, if this considered a damage that he did to this woman, Tanalais, that's already taught. Itzar, if it's considered a pain that he did to the woman, and that's why he's paying, Tanalais, that's also taught. Ibaishes, if the reason why he has to pay her is because he embarrassed her, so Tanalais, that's also taught. And Ipagam, if he made a blemish on her, which means he made her worth less, Hainu Nezek, so that's considered Nezek. Maizchalmeimer, what are you able to say? Knasa, that the reason why he has to pay for being Aynas or Mafat to her or for being Maizhishamra on her is a Knas? Well, we already explained in the beginning, but Knasa like a Mairi. The Rabbi Shai is not talking about Knas payments. And we continue going through Rabbi list, asking why Rabbi Shai didn't list them. What about all these things? When a person ruins his friend's food, then why who that's concerned mominous? Listen, why don't Rabbi Shai teach them? So the answer is Manavshach. If you want to say that a damage which is not recognizable is called damage, and the reason why over here this is considered Hezek Shein and Nicker is because being Matame something is not recognizable. You can't see that it's Tame, Midame as well. Mixing Truma with Chulin, you can't see that there's Truma mixed with Chulin. And Menasech, turning regular wine into Avaydazar wine, that's also not recognizable. So if you want to say this is considered a proper damage, well, Tanalai Nezek. Rabbi Shai already taught the general category of Nezek. And he has a Shein and Nicker, Hezek. If you want to say has a Shein and Nicker is not considered regular Hezek, so in Havalai Kanasa, that means the reason why he would have to pay for this is just because it's a Knas. Ubi Knas like Amairi. And as we already explained, Rabbi Shai doesn't hold of Knas. The Gemara just asks a side question. So let's say the Rabbiya holds that Hezek Shein and Nicker is not called Hezek. Why is that? Dishme Hezek. If Hezek Shein and Nicker was called Hezek, Hatanalai Nezek. Rabbiya himself already taught the category of Nezek. So why would he need to teach Metame, Medamea, Menasech if they fall under the category of Nezek? So my answer is that's not a Raya. Tana Hezek de Minkara, Vatana Hezek de Loi Minkara. The really Rabbiya could hold Hezek Shein and Nicker is Shmei Hezek. And he's just teaching two different categories of Nezek. One is Nezek that's recognizable, for example, physically damaging a person or a shah or something like that. And one is a type of Hezek that's not recognizable, for example, being Metame, his friend's Truma. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow and continue to analyze Shitas Rabbi Shai and Rabbi Chia. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.